Good morning, church. How are you guys doing? So good. I enjoyed a 180, but I, I, I spoke to Mike. I didn't really do a 180. But so good is, you know, to, to come into a, a noisy church. A noisy church is a great church, eh? Uh, who loves a noisy church? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm so grateful that this is a noisy church. But you can take your seats out there. So good to be uh, in my second home. Eve. It's amazing, isn't it? This is the last day of 2017. Wow. It's amazing. Can I push your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here today. I'm glad you made it all through 2017. You just got one more day to go and I believe all my heart that you're going to go through this day and you're going to welcome 2018 uh, with, with an amazing faith, with an amazing belief and an expectation that God's going to do greater things than He's ever did in your whole life. You know, the, the, the thing I like about God is He never does the same thing twice. He always does things better and better and better. It's just like going to shout conference, you know. Every shout conference that I go to, it just ramps up another notch. And I believe the reason why it, it ramps up another notch is just not just because we get great speakers, although they're awesome, but it's because you turn up. Because when you turn up and other people turn up and the guest ministries turn up, you know, they, they, our presence attracts the presence of God and that's what makes the difference. And that's what you're doing today. You know, uh, coming into this space, New Year's Eve, some people are partying or getting ready to party. Who's getting ready to party? You know, uh, that's all cool. But it's good to set aside time for God. You know, so as, as we think about New Year's Eve, you know, I, I want to be full of thanksgiving thank you God that I just didn't scrape through 2017 you know but I walked by faith sure there were some some uh, uh, some some graces <laughs> some joy some some praise some agony you know but it's just like KPIs you know what KPI, KPIs are like like some months you look at oh man we could have done so much better but when you look at it year to date man you see God move in an amazing way so often we want to look at the big stuff, all the nice stuff, but when, when we go through some ugly stuff and we go through the, the valley experiences, we don't value that space. But I just want you to know, you know, every valley, that's where your fruit is found. Fruit is never found on the mountaintops, you know. Uh, you never learn a lot when you're celebrating stuff. Man, but when you go through things, you know, and that, that, that's where God speaks into your life because that's when you're looking. That's when you're asking. That's when you're desperate. You know, and that's where you, you exercise your faith. And, and this morning, I just want to take you on a little journey, you know, um, that's found in, in Matthew chapter 4. Most of you would have read it at some point, but if you can chuck up Matthew 4, verses 18 to 22, um, it says, you know, Jesus walking uh, beside the Sea of Galilee, and he saw two brothers, uh, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting nets. They were doing their stuff. You can read the whole story there. You know, and, and they're doing their own thing. You know what they're doing? They were busy in their family business. Right? They're doing stuff. And, and next minute, someone comes along and says, come follow me and I'll make you fishes of men. You know, uh, you get some, somebody interrupting, interrupting your, your, your daily schedule. You're busy trying to make a living, providing for your family. And a stranger turns up makes an incredible statement that carries so much weight that causes them to drop everything and follow him in the direction that they don't even have a clue where they're going to go. You know, uh, is that crazy? 
I think it would be super crazy if somebody walks up into your workspace and says, hey, drop everything, come and follow me, and I'll make you uh, into something. You know, God wants to make you into something. He's really started making you. You're in a process that God's developing you to be. You know, and, and, and that's the amazing thing about Jesus. You know, uh, we, we had a hashtag last week, and our hashtag was, God's ways are higher than our ways. You know, so when you think about God's ways, you know, how do we comprehend the mind of God? You know, but God's so super clever that even though He's so much more superior and, and smarter than, than, than we are, He makes it simple for us. You know, so in His simplicity, He's just saying, don't worry about where you're going to end up. Don't worry about where you're going. You know, so Christians, we get so fixated about where we're going to land. We're so fixated about how the journey is going to look like. We get so fixated about what we're going to become. You know, God knows all that already. And He wants you to know as well. But His way of, for you to know what your destiny is going to be, now if you think about the end of 2017, what you're going to be walking into, you know, He just says something very simple but very profound. Come follow me. Come follow me. You see, if you look at, at Christianity, there's an imagery of a journey. You know, like we're all on a journey. So, you know, when, when you go on a journey, what do you do? You walk, right? You take steps. You know, and, and if, I, if I have a title for this morning, it's like, we need to take some steps. <laughs> you know, even though we're coming to the end of 2017, but that's not the end of your life. It's not the end of your career. It's the beginning of something new that you're going to be walking into. So there, there are steps. So like Psalm 23, uh, you know, the Lord's my shepherd, He leads me. So if someone's leading you, what do you do? You follow. You see, so don't get fixated on stuff, what you'll be or what you won't be. You know, where you're going to land up or where, you, where you're going to go. You know, just keep following Jesus. You know, come push your neighbor and say, keep following Jesus. You got to take a step of faith and just walk with Him. Um, you see, the thing is, when we, when we take that step of faith, you know, sometimes we don't know where we're going to go. You know what I'm saying? You know, but we want a big stuff, right? We, wanna, we want, you know, uh, we, we want thunder and lightning stuff. You know, we, we, we want that, that defining moment. You know, defining moments are great, don't get me wrong. You know, but you don't get one all the time, do you? But with every defining moment you have, you can't just stay there. You got to do something. You got to take a little step here and a little step there. And, and that's where we get to where we want to be. You know, I'm going to make one this one statement before I really get into it. It might sound very churchy, very cheesy. You know, and you may have heard it a million times, forwards and backwards and sideways, you know. You know, but God's got a plan for your life. You know, He sure has got a plan for your life. You know, but for some of us, you know, the, the plan's on pause. For some of us, it could have only been aborted. For some of us, we don't even know what the plan is. You know, we, we don't even think about it. We're not even aware of it. But that doesn't change the fact that God has got a plan for your life. Whether you know or you don't know, whether you understand or you don't understand, whether you're on pause or whether you're on rewind or fast forward, God's got a plan for your life. You see, so the thing is, how do we get there. How do we get there? So next, next verse that uh, uh, passage I want to share is found from Matthew chapter 7 verses 24 to 29 and it talks about this parable about you know uh, the storm you know the, uh, when you read about it we, we're thinking foundations if you read it. Therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them in practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. Who sang that, 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 that passage? You know, who's learned it in, 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 in like, like in kids' church, in adults' church? You read it in your own personal devotional time. You know, uh, but we think you know it, it's it's a parable of foundations, right? 
but how many of you know that's not right? It is actually a parable of application. Because, see, the words, you know, everyone, who's everyone? So often being everyone, somebody else, but not me, not you, you know. It's, it's for, this sermon's for somebody else, you know. But it says, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. You see, you've got to put them into practice, you, you know. If you don't put them into practice, then you are like a person who's built on, on shifting sand, you know. But if you put them into practice, that's the key. You've got to put them into practice. Jesus didn't say, you know, oh, wait on me or do this and do that, you know. Put His Word into practice into your life. You know, real conviction comes from revelation, right? But it's lived out in application. See, the thing is, we can hear the Word of God, but if you don't do anything with it, you can't take the steps that you need to take. Verse 26 says, anyone who hears my word and doesn't put into practice, that's when we get into trouble. Who wants to get into trouble? That's pretty easy. Just don't follow the things of God. Just totally ignore scripture. Don't worry about anything else and do your own thing. <laughs> that's how we get into trouble. You know, I, I believe every Sunday when you, when you gather here, regardless of who's preaching, there's enough revelation for every Sunday, whether morning or evening, for you to take something away from that service. Can you imagine if you took even one thing away every Sunday? One thing. And after 300, and after 52 Sundays, you have 52 things that you've built into your life and you're actually journeying. So often we wonder, oh, my life is lost. I don't know what to do. I've got no direction. Who feels like that sometimes? Uh, it's because we don't do takeaways. We do the wrong kind of takeaways that puts on calories in your body. <laughs> Those type of takeaways are no good for you. <laughs> you know, Chinese takeaways, I know what that's all about. That's why I stay away from them. You know, but we got to take away stuff when we come into the house of God. You know, Jesus didn't say, you know, work it out and I'll make you fishers of men. So often we want to work it out with our own understanding, right? You know, like how many of you know, you know, who's got a career that you're going through right now? You got a career that you really love or you don't like, you know, but you got a career, you got a job. You know, anybody out there who's employed? Oh, someone's putting on that smile, you know. But how many of you know, even in your work, even in your career, there's a next step for you to take. Now, if you want to be promoted, that's the next step for you to take. If you don't want any promotion, just don't do anything. Pretty easy. You know? Just don't do anything, you know. In your marriage, if, if you've got an awesome marriage, great. But you want to make it better, that's still the next step for you to take. But so often, we don't look out for the little things that we can do. But it's all the little things that we do that really matters, you know. And, and I believe with all my heart, you know, as we begin to, to figure out what the next step that God has for us to take, you know, that's when you get to the plan that God has for your life. Who remembers Zacchaeus in the Bible? You know, uh, his name actually means pure. But that was not how we, find, we found him to be when we read the Bible. He was actually the complete opposite. Now, it wasn't that God made a mistake with him. It was just that he just made some wrong choices in his life. Who's made some wrong choices? Any honest people in this church, you know? <laughs> I'll put my hand up first, you know? You know, we make wrong choices, so we land up in a different place. He's been taking steps of the steps that were going the opposite, di opposite direction that God, that God wants him to travel in. But he was living like that. But how many of you know, there, there comes a moment in your life where, God, where whether you realize that it's God or, or, or someone that's tapping you on the shoulder. No, Zacchaeus had that one moment. And, and he sort of like, you know, if you can sort of like follow me in this story, it's like paraphrasing. Like Zach, he wakes up one day and he thinks, you know, hmm, I don't think I'm going to rip anybody off today. Because all he did was just overcharge people. He, he collected more taxes than he was allowed to collect. But how many of you know that means he was just thieving? <laughs> he was just a thief. He was taking stuff that didn't belong to him, you know. 
but God had a plan for his life. And, and when I read the story, I think God's plan for his life was to be a generous giver. But he was a generous taker. He wasn't giving, he was just taking. But he had this one moment, I think he woke up one day and said, no, I think, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to the Jesus parade. He heard that Jesus was coming to town, you know. So he decides that he's going to do something. See, that decision that he was making is a step. It's just a step, it's nothing significant. That little step of going to the Jesus parade, you know, didn't mean that he was going to be a generous giver. He was just going to a parade. You know, but he was a short guy and he couldn't see. We all know that story, right? So what did he do? He climbed up a tree. See, that was his next step. He climbed up a tree. That climbing up the tree, you know, is, 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 uh, is significant because I think that represented his passion. He had a hunger. He wasn't going to allow somebody to steal something from him. There was something that he doesn't even know what he was in for, but he was excited from the inside out. You know, when you get that excitement, do something. Don't sit on it. Even you might be a short guy, find somebody you can stand on. Find a ladder, find a rope, do whatever you can, you know, so that it's just like coming to church, you know, you just don't come to church just to, to listen to something, to sing a couple of songs and, and pay your, your offering, but you come and you engage and you take a little step. For some people, I think in this church, your, your step might be, you know, responding to the altar call. Your, your next step that you, you, you may, might consider thinking is maybe you should be part of an e-group. Come on, life is bigger than just you and your family. You know, come on, you know, for some it could be an E-team, for some it could be even Red Frogs, where's Sarah? <laughs> you know, Red Frogs are doing a great job in, you know, with, with, with young people, uh, you know. I don't know what your next step going to be, but every one of us, you know, if God's got a dream for your life, He's got a plan for your life, there's a next step for you to take. And he, Zacchaeus took his next steps. And you know what else he needed to do? When he finally got hold of the attention of Jesus, when Jesus walked up to him and said, Zach, come down. You see, the coming down is another step he had to take. You know, it's a sign of humility. You know, I'm coming down now and we need to humble ourselves enough to say, God, I haven't got my life all sorted out. I need help. How many of you know the best prayer that you can ever pray, you know, on New Year's Eve, as you begin to, you know, uh, prepare yourself to welcome in a New Year 2018, is to say, God, help me walk in 2018. Because I haven't got it all, but you have. You know, you know, we're just round the corner now to 2018, but guess who's waiting for you at 2018? It's not the devil. <laughs> he might be out there, but I know Jesus is. <laughs> he's waiting for me there. And while he's waiting for me there, he's setting me up. He's setting you up as well. You know, and, 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 and as you take that little step towards him, you walk into the destiny that he, he's got for your life. You know, and, and coming down from the trees, like, you know, sometimes when you stand up there and you've got a good view, you, you don't want to come down. No, who's been in a place where you just didn't want to come down? You know, you found a job, you know, that you're not going to let go and God challenges you. Hey, you, you need to let that go and come this way. And then we don't. And we can't take that step and we get stuck somewhere. You know, how many of you know getting stuck, you know, is, is not a good thing to be in? Uh, getting stuck in a place, you know, it, it, that's where you, 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 you lose your joy, you lose your meaning, you lose your focus, you lose your destiny. You know, and, and we don't want to get stuck. We're going to keep moving. We're going to keep moving, right? It's just like muscles. If you don't use the muscles, what, what's going to happen? It's just all going to go flat. Your muscles will turn to fat. Seriously, you know. I don't have a lot to show, but, you know, I'm sure you've seen some examples. You know? So it's, it's the same with us with faith. But this, this morning, I just want to share with you just a few points, you know, uh, to, 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 to speak into these little steps that we need to take. You know, I, I believe in dreams and visions. Who's, who's got got some before, you, know, you receive a dream or, or, or impression in your heart, and you know it came from God. 
But so often we, we don't do anything with it once we get that. We sit on it and we rather wait for God to, to speak into our life or to open up some amazing door, you know, that, that we will walk through because we are, we are waiting for the red carpet, we are waiting for the trumpet sound of heaven, you know, to, to actually push us forward, you know. So, you know, when you get a dream, what do you do, man? You, you, yes, you think about it, you pray over it, you prophesy, you speak it out, you share it, and then you take steps towards it. Just don't stay there. So often when we get a dream, you know, we, 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 we tend to just wait. Because we, we are so familiar with the scriptures. It's there that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Yet I'm all for waiting. But how many of you waiting in God is just not an, a, a, a passive thing that you do? While we are waiting, we, we're not just crossing our feet and throwing our time and playing with the fidget thing, you know? Yeah. While we are waiting in God, we're still praying, we're still believing, we're still serving, still worshipping, we're still evangelizing, we're still sharing our faith, we're still doing all those stuff that we need to do. Now, some of us, you know, we just need to get up and just go out and smell some roses. <laughs> you just need to do that sometimes, you know. Because, uh, there, there, there are people that have been, you know, part of church life for all their life. But because, you know, they, they, they don't know how to put the Word of God to practice, you know what happens? As soon as they get offended, the house collapse. And then they leave, you know. So, so the challenge is, you know, we need to put things into action. We need to keep following Jesus. Every commandment that He's given us has got a reason. Every commandment, every principle in the Bible has got a purpose. And the purpose is for you to not just hear it, it's for you to live it. Like I said, you know, you know your, your, your conviction comes from revelation, but it's lived out in application. You have got to apply it in your life. You know, as you begin to apply it in your life, you won't find a down moment in church. You know, you've got to keep going. You can't push your neighbors, you've got to keep going. Because there's a dream inside you that God's birthed already, you know, but He needs to partner with you. He needs your agreement to bring it forth. This is an amazing thing that God will wait for me, God will wait for you before He actually unlocks something powerful in your life, you know, and that's what He's going to do. So number two, sometimes, you know, when we look at our next step, you know, we, we think it's going to be spectacular. But how many of you know sometimes, you know, it's just not spectacular, <laughs> you know, but I can tell you, every next step that you take is significant. It's not, you know, think of King David. Who, you know, you read the story about King David, where the Bible says, you know, when, when there was a time when kings go to war, what did he do? He took a different step. He went backwards. He didn't go in the direction that kings should go and fight. So what did he do? He stayed at home. Who loves staying at home? But when you stay at home, when it's not meant for you to stay at home, you'll be on the wrong roof, looking at the wrong thing, staring at the wrong woman, and ending up in a place where you don't want to be. Actually, he wanted to be there, but it was the wrong place for him to be. You know what I mean? You know, so you know, when, when it was time for kings to go to war, what did he do? He just did nothing. But God's amazing. You know, if, if, you, if, you, if you look at his life, you know, when, when the prophet Samuel came into his house, to look for someone to anoint king over, over Israel, the next future king of Israel, he didn't even make the lineup. No, he was like the forgotten son. <laughs> you know, Jesse totally forgot all about him. And then when they realized that it was him and he got, finally got anointed, you know, he was an amazing guy. You know, that he was only like, what, a teenager. You know, and God says, uh, and, and, and so Samuel pours all over him, anoints him and, and proclaims him future king over Israel. You know what his next step was? Shoveling dunk looking after sheep. 
that was what his next step was. See, it's not, sometimes it's not spectacular, but your next step is significant because if, if David couldn't shovel down, couldn't take simple instruction from his father, how is he going to take instruction from God? There's no way he could do it. You see, his next step was just like, David, I need you to go and look after some sheep. Ah, oh, no, Dad, no. Didn't you just see what happened? I'm not going to be king over Israel. I'm the man. And so I said, shut up your face. <laughs> go and look after the sheep. <laughs> and then he had to go, okay, Dad. Because <laughs> if you don't, I'll get mum. How many know when you get mum, it's dangerous? <laughs> you know, so his next step was not spectacular. He had to go and look after sheep. And you know what his next step was after that? His next step was hospitality. Dad called him, David, come here, man. I need you to take some cheese and biscuit to your brothers. I said, no, man, I'm too good for that. I'm too good. I was like, Pastor John says, hey, can you serve on this kids? No, I'm too good for that. <laughs> How many of you know, so, so often we just miss our next step and we wonder why we don't walk into the spectacular. Because we want a spectacular first. You know, sometimes it's not spectacular first, but it's significant, man. We, we just got to keep going and believing and trusting. You know, because if, if he couldn't, shovel dung, if he couldn't look after sheep, uh, he, he wouldn't be prepared, you know, to, to walk into the palace. He wouldn't be prepared. To, he would totally have not been chosen to fight Goliath and he wouldn't have become king, even though he was anointed. How many of you know you can be anointed and still lose it? You know, so it's dangerous, right? So let's keep moving. Come, push your neighbor and say, let's keep moving. You know, keep moving. Third point I want to make, you know, about our next step is sometimes your, your next step that God brings into your life is not about blessing you, but it's about testing. You know, testing not for God's purpose because He knows everything already. It's, it's for our own walk. You know, we, know, we all know about the story of Joseph, right? Joseph had, a, had so many steps in his life. And one of his steps was, you know, God sent him a dream. And his dream was the sun and the moon bowed down to him. How many times that's just so awesome? What it meant was his parents was going to worship him, bow down, and they got offended with him. How many of you know sometimes when God gives you a revelation, people get offended with it because they just can't handle it? Because hashtag God's ways are higher than our ways. You know, his ways are higher, you know. And when his ways are higher, the only way we're going to get something from him is to actually respond in his way. And his way is what? Just follow me. Because in the making of your destiny, in the making of your future, is in your following. Is how well you follow is how God's going to make you. There's no two ways about that. You know, if, if, if you're not following Jesus, you know, then I'll, I'll challenge you with this one statement, then who are you following? You know, who are you following? You know, I want to be following Jesus and I, I, I pray that you will too. But sometimes when we, when we think about steps, you know, we think about staircase. You know, we, we think we're going up. Our next step is drawing me higher in God. Uh, my next step in God is going to give me more prominence. It's going to give me more favor. It's going to give me all sort of stuff. Now, how many of you know, now if you think staircase, you're going to be messed up. Because if you think about in Joseph's situation, he, if he had a staircase mentality, his staircase was actually going down. It wasn't going up, you know. It was going down, you know. And sometimes, you know, like I said, it's, it's about the, the, the testing and the purification of our faith. It's like, Joseph, now I've got an amazing future for you. But just for this season in your life, I want to see how you're going to handle slavery. Oh man, how am I going to handle slavery? How am I going to handle, you know, my, my, my siblings wanting to kill me because they're jealous. You know, and then, so he takes another step, gets out of the pit, gets sold in slavery, takes another step. Oh, oh, Joseph, you know, I've got an amazing future for you. Let's see how you're going to handle Potiphar's wife. No, no, actually he didn't handle Potiphar's wife. <laughs> That's why he got into trouble, you know. 
uh, uh, Joseph, let's see how you're going to handle being thrown in prison on false charges. What are you going to do? What did he do? Right, he kept going. He kept his attitude right. I think for, for a lot of us you know, in this season of our life, our next step is just to have a greater attitude. Just a better attitude. You know, just because things don't go your way, we throw a fit. You know? You know, break dancing didn't just happen like you know in this decade. No, break dancing happened in the sixties. You know how I know? Because I was born in the sixties and I was like babysitting them on my street. <laughs> and when I was looking after kids, you know, and the parents would come come to my place about six o'clock in the evening to pick them up, they would throw a fit, you know, on, on a marble floor doing a break dance. You know, sometimes we do a spiritual break dance because we don't get things our way. Oh no, why did you do this, you know? God says, okay, just get ready for your next step. You know, if, if I can't trust you. You know, like God was saying to me before, I didn't know one day I would, I, would, I would land up in New Zealand and land up being a pastor. You know, that was not my dream. <laughs> it was not my dream. It wasn't my passion. You know, but those little steps that I took, you know, I got saved. I, I was glad I was, I, I, my, my eyes were open and I came out of Buddhism. I got into church. I got saved. It was awesome. You know, all I did was, I just serve my leader. I just serve my pastor. I just made myself available. See, for us, you know, I think our next step is just to be available. You know, our next step is just to have a yes in our mouth instead of a no or a maybe or a could be, you know, or call me later. <laughs> you know, we just got to have a yes in our mouth. And I just said yes to everything, you know. And I still remember there was this one time we had this amazing uh, evangelist come through. I can't remember his name though. Do you know what? It was Tony something. A Mexican guy. And, and he, he just lined up the whole church. The church was about over 2,000 people. You know, just lined up. And he was prophesying them. He was coming nearer to me. You know how you get excited? You know? You got excited. It's coming. It's my turn. You know? This is just when I got saved. You know? And you know what? He, 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 he just sidestepped me. and he, he started to prophesy with other people. You know? I, I'm, I'm totally convinced even right now. If somebody brought his dog and his cat and lined up in, just next to me, the dog and the cat will get prophecy and not me. I felt that, you know, I felt left out. You know, I felt that, that God didn't, wasn't interested in me and stuff like that, you know. But how many of you know, sometimes, you, you know, when you go through that kind of stuff and you're playing mind games with yourself, who plays mind games with yourself? Stop it. Just stop it. The next time you do it, slap yourself. That's the worst thing you can ever do to yourself, playing mind games. So stop playing mind games because that's not, not, not a step that God wants you to take. You know, so God, God wanted to see whether, can I handle being mistreated? Can I handle with people gossiping about me? Can, can I handle loving the unlovely? Can I handle, you know, people like, 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 like not including me in stuff? Because the first time I landed in New Zealand, I said to God, God, I'm not going to miss a church. So we came on a Friday, 1987, November. You know, I said, no, this is Friday. I'm not going to miss a church on Sunday. So he led us to a church. And at the end of the preaching, the pastor said, no, uh, you know, don't run away after the church service. Stay behind for a coffee and a biscuit and we'll have a chat. You heard that before? He lied. <laughs> because we stayed back. We stayed back for three months. Seriously, for three months we stayed back. No one talked to us. Seriously, no one talked to us. You know, I saw we were saying to Cynthia, you know, I know with all my heart this is where God has planted us. This is where He wants us to be. But we're not being included in any stuff. You know, as soon as the church is over, you know, and the cafe gets ready and everybody's getting their coffee and their biscuits, you just, it's just like three minutes, under five minutes, everybody's in the click. You just look at everybody's in the click. Everybody's, you know, engaged, speaking, talking to one another. And, and, and me and Siti, we're just standing up and just looking, observing. You know what our next step was? Our next step 
was to just to interrupt some conversations. So we had a plan. So I said, no, just follow me. <laughs> so we walked up to, to a clique. There was about four or five people in there. I just stretched out and said, hey, my name is Boon, what's yours? That guy looked so awkward. He didn't know what to do. He couldn't say no to me. He couldn't not shake my hand. He had to shake my hand and say, hey, my name is Bill. His name was Bill Brown. He still goes there, I think. <laughs> uh, sad guy. No, no, he's my sad guy. You know, but, but that was my next step. My next step was to get out of my skin, get out of my comfort zone, and do something that I don't want to do. You know, how many of you know that when God wants you to do something, it's never the thing that you want to do? We're you know, all not like Laura, you know, God says, go to, go to Central Coast. You know, and she can't say no. <laughs> because God says, go to Central Coast. I'll say, yes, thank you, Jesus. What about India? That's another story. <laughs> you, know, you know, but so if you, if you have a staircase mentality, you know, you, you just got to stop it. It's not a staircase mentality. But if Joseph, if he was right and he had a staircase mentality and it was a, like a going down, down, downwards, you know, but in his downward trend, what he didn't realize that there was an elevator shaft waiting to take him to the palace next. Because when he came out of prison, guess where he landed up in? He landed up in the palace, man. You know, so, you know, when you take that next step, you know, sometimes you know, it's like, what? This, is, this is dumb. How many of you actually felt like that? You know, when God actually put something in your heart, and you thought that was just stupid. God should just ask Vikash to go to Bible college, not me. That's Vikash. <laughs> I'm glad he did. <laughs> oh, he didn't go Bible college. He went to Sea Lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so good to see him out there. You know, every next step you take, you know, will build into your maturity. Will build into your wisdom. You know, will just build into your life. And how many of you know? You know, some you know that next steps is not just for young people. Next steps is not a young. Young person's deal, you know how I know? Because I'm 56 and I still got to take my next step. I still got to take my next step. This is God, I've, I've done this for so many years. Compared to eternity, it's nothing. You know, it's nothing. But I got to keep journeying with God. You know, like I said, no, Christianity is like a, has got an imagery of a journey. And it took a Chinese guy, I don't know who he was, but he was Confucius, isn't it? Uh, no, a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step, you know. But it doesn't end at just one step. You're going to keep taking steps. You know, to walk into our destiny and future is a consecutive series of steps that we've got to take. So what are you going to do on Christmas Eve that you can walk into 2018 with confidence? See, I believe God wants you to walk into 2018 with confidence, not, not thinking I've got un unfinished business, although you have God knows, but He wants you to have a confidence that you've never had before. That's what the Bible says. Don't throw away your confidence. Some people don't, are not confident because they never take the steps that God wanted them to take. And when you take your own steps, guess what? You're going to be hurt. You're going to be disappointed because God's ways are never our way. It's, it's not a young person's deal. You know, Smith Wigglesworth, God called him at 45. Any 45s in the house? Only one? Man, this is a young person's shirt. Right? <laughs> No, no, no. See, it's never too late. What about Caleb? At 85, he says to Joshua, no, uh, yeah, at 85, Caleb says to, to Moses or Joshua, I can't remember now, you know, give me my mountain. But if you think about Caleb, you know, he's already in the promised land. Like, if you're in the promised land, you'll be thinking, thank you, Jesus, I just kick back, put on my lazy chair and sit my cock. I'm in the promised land, I'm going to chill. How many of you know that that's, is not real? That's not reality? It's not reality. You know, even when you get to heaven, you're not going to be in your lazy chair. There's a lot of stuff to do in heaven. Some people think when you get to heaven, your next step is to play a harp. Maybe, you know, maybe, you know, but it's not forever. You're going to be worshiping God with all your heart. 
you know, whether you use a harp or piano or whatever it is, you know, there's always something to do in God. There's always, you know, God's got a plan. His plan, you know, is, is eternal. His plan is not temporal. You know, you know, so you're never too late. You're never too, you know, too old, you know, to follow God. And all it takes is just keep walking. Can you take the next step for Jesus? Will you take the next step, you know, for your own personal destiny? Will you take a next step, you know? Because you know what? Your next step is not about you. I'll finish with this, this point. Your next step is about other people. Are there other people waiting on your next step? Seriously, because what you do for your life is this is not for you. Your life impacts people around you. Like I say to Hut City Church, you know, when we have a service every Sunday, it's not just about us. Our service... If it doesn't transform our city, we have missed the point. You know, Wellington Coopers, <laughs> if this service is for you, we might as well just pack, pack up and go home. It's about reaching the lost. It's about touching our community. It's about reaching our nations and the nations of Jesus. And every step that you take, every service that you have, you know, you're drawing closer to that destiny that God has for your life. And as we walk into 2018, come on, let's take that step and walk in with some confidence, walk in with some faith. Don't just look for the spectacular. Just don't look for, you know, all the big shiny lights because the very next thing that God's calling to might not look exciting, but it's significant and it's meaningful, it's purposeful, and it's going to build your life. No one can take that next step for you except you. Amen? Can I pray for you before I go? Have I got time, John? Can we all stand to our feet, please? You know, when you get me, you get simple messages. <laughs> I can't do complicated. And that's why you got Pastor John, and he can do all the complicated stuff. Uh, he does it so well. But today is all about journey. It's all about not just ending 2017 well, but how we're entering the 2018. And I believe in all my heart, God is saying, just take the next step. Just trust me. Might not look spectacular. Might not look how you want it to look like. But that's His plan for your life. Come on, with every head bowed, every eye closed. Can we just lift our hands to Jesus? Father, we just want to thank you that even though your ways are not our ways. Your ways are higher than our ways. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And while we can't comprehend all those things, God, you've made it simple. And all you said was just follow me. Follow me. If you keep, if you keep your commandments, Lord God, then we're building a solid rock. Lord God, we just got to move away from being stagnant some activity in faith. So Father, I pray, I thank you for this amazing church. Thank you, Lord, for, for all those that have worshipped, all those that have served, all those who have given, Lord God, faithfully, tirelessly, Father God. They have sown in in 2017, Father, and I pray as they prepare for their next step, whatever it's going to look like, what's going to be, Father, 
I pray, Lord God, when they land on that, 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 that pavement or they land, Lord God, in that space where you want them to be, I pray, Father, Lord God, there'll be an exchange, Lord God, from heaven to earth. Father, there'll be a revelation, there'll be an understanding. Blind eyes will be open, Father. Deaf ears will be unplugged, Father God. Hardened hearts will be softened, Lord God, to the point where we will receive from your Spirit this day. So thank you, God. As you speak, Father, I pray we would have a yes in our mouth in Jesus' name. Father, thank you, God, that you've given us, Lord God, the privilege and the honor of following Jesus. Lord God, we could be following our own dream. We could be following somebody else, Father God, some talented people. Lord God, by the way, thank you, God, that this church, Lord God, Wellington and Coopers have chosen to follow you. The Lord of our lives, the Lord of our, our church, the Lord, Lord God of, of eternity, Father. So I thank you for every individual right now. And I'm just believing, Father, Lord God, for greater things for 2018. In Jesus' name. And, and Emma, you know, I, I know you're carrying the sun. But what I have as I was talking to John and just coming up here, I wasn't thinking about your baby, but God's just impressing my heart. It's like, watch out for this boy. Watch out for this boy. Doesn't he's not just carrying great genes, but he's carrying a dream, he's carrying a vision, he's carrying a purpose that no man, no parent, no grandparent can give him. And God, I just thank you for that amazing baby right now, Father. And I, I just believe, Father God, the impression that you put in my heart for him, Father God, will come into reality, Father. As Emma and John, as they parent him, Father, I pray for amazing wisdom, Father God, foresight, Lord God, to be able to speak and raise this child up, Lord God, into, Lord God, a world changer. So, Father, I thank you, God, that indeed he's going to change his world. He's going to be a blessing. Lord God, he's going to be a mighty man of God. And I'm not just saying it. It sounds cheesy, but I just got this impression in my heart that God's gonna, He's got something special lined up for that little man. And I thank you, God, right now for him. Thank you, Jesus. Father, all over this place, Lord God, I, just before I, I leave, Lord God, I, I just pray, Lord God, your richest blessing over them, Father. Lord God, that, that every dream that's not realized, Lord God, we, will be realized in Jesus' name, Father. Every passion, Lord God, that may have gone cold, Father God, will be revived in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, may you just breathe of your people right now and touch their hearts and change their lives to your glory and for the extension of your kingdom. And all God's people said, Amen. So good. Give God a hand. Awesome. Hey, can we give Pastor Boone a hand? That was fantastic. Thank you. Hey, just uh, just while you stay standing, maybe just uh, bow your heads and, and close your eyes again. You know, uh, every Sunday at Equipus Church, we want to make sure that there's an opportunity that if you're in this space, but you feel you're far from God, if, if you're here, but, but you feel like this this God that Pastor Boone was talking about who can uh, line up your next step, this, this God who can be with you in the, in the mountains and in the valleys, this God who, who, who brings a, a meaning to the world that we can't. If you've been hearing of this God and you know that you want to know this God in a different way, maybe you've, you've known of this God for a long time, but, but you've drifted away. Maybe you've never chosen to, to enter into a relationship with this God who died for you whatever it is, maybe you just want to rededicate today to reaffirm as you go into 2018, God, I'm, I'm committing my life to you. Whatever the reason, wherever we're at this morning, just as every head's bowed and eyes closed, if you want to pray a prayer that asks God into your heart, be it for the first time or, or, or a recommitment, wherever we're at along that journey. In a second, I'm going to invite you to raise your hand, and that's just to let me know that you're praying this prayer. But it's it's also to, 
to give yourself a physical action. Something you can look back on and say, I raised my hand on the last day of 2017. I made a decision that 2018 would be a year that I spent knowing God not far from me. So this morning, if that's you, if you know you need to enter into a relationship with God, you need to reaffirm a commitment to Him, or you need to to make a decision for the first time, can you just raise your hand and let me know that you want to pray this prayer with me? Awesome, I see that hand, thank you. Is anyone else here this morning? I've seen a few hands that are saying, John, I I need to pray this prayer. I need to to make this decision today. I'm not going to labor the point, but if that's you, just one more time, I want you to raise your hand up nice and high with me. Awesome. Hey, church, repeat these words after me. Dear God, thank you that you would love me so much. Today, I choose to follow you. I'm turning away for who I was, and I'm turning to who you say I am. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, here's the thing, right? In, in, a, in a second, the team's going to lead us in worship, and Pastor Boone is, has headed back to Hutt City Church. He's preaching there as well. And you know, that we always do it this way. We always have the the speaker come up if they're speaking somewhere else and then they have to have to check. But I love how God works in things because I think that message requires a response. Right? I think that message requires a, a an extended time where we can engage with God and say, God, what are my next steps? God, what are you calling me to do on the you know, I, I think it's just it's so amazing how God works that that would be the last sermon that we would hear in twenty seventeen that God would come to you in this room and say, come on, there's something new for you in 2018. And it might be spectacular at the end, but it starts with a simple, small step. And you know, the, the thing is, the funny thing is, is sometimes those those small steps are the hardest to figure out. Yeah, you know, sometimes we can see the big steps. We can see the big milestone goals, but the, God, where do I go next? What do I do next? Can sometimes be the hardest thing. We were praying in prayer meeting and I was talking to Luca and Harris and we're talking about how hard it can be to set goals so here's what I want you to do if, if you're struggling to set goals if you're struggling to feel what that next step should be for you in, in 2018 where God wants you to go next as you're worshipping just reach out for a word just reach out for a word that you can use as a theme for 2018 something that you can apply to 2018 that you say God I want 2018 to be my year of yes or God I want 2018 to be my year of boldness or I want 2018 to be my year of caring or whatever it is maybe it's something crazy but and once you've got that word or or maybe God's going to give you specific next steps whatever it is after the service tell someone share it with someone say this is what I'm thinking this is what I'm I'm dreaming about And, and don't be ashamed don't be shy to share it but just share it because it's going to be big if it was small enough that you could do it on your own then it wouldn't be a dream from God because there'd be no room for God in it so if it's big enough that it scares you if it's big enough that it makes you feel uncomfortable then it's it's just the right size to share amongst friends and family that we can spur each other on is that okay very cool hey I'm going to pray for us and then the team's going to continue to lead us in worship why don't you just one more time raise your hands up God, I thank you for for this church. God, I thank you for the year that has been. God, we we look back on 2017 and, and we're so grateful for what you've done.
God, we're so grateful for the, the journey that you've brought us on as a people, God, that, that we end this year more resolved, more unified, more together than we were at the start. And God, we're so excited for 2018. God, for the incredible things that you're going to do in the new year, for the incredible places you're going to take us, for the incredible changes that we will get to be a part of in this city, God. God, I pray for this, this group of people. God, I pray for, for people that are a part of our church that aren't here, that are on holiday, wherever they are across the country or the world. God, I pray for everyone who considers Equipus Church Wellington to be their home. God, that you would sow into their heart resolve. God, that we would know what you're calling us to do and that we would step forward excited to be a part of it, that it might only be a feeling, that it might only be a, an unction of God. You wanna make this better but that we would be a part of it. God, that 2018 would be a year in which we are bold enough to join, that we are bold enough to step out and say, we'll dream the big dreams that scare us. We'll, we'll dream the scary, scary dreams, but, but we'll step forward and we'll declare them as if they are, and we'll see you move. God, I pray for every person in this room, God, that they would end this year knowing your love that they would end this year knowing that no matter what has happened this year, that you are proud of them, that you are pleased with them, that you love them. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's worship together.